man, I don't, I can't believe I don't have a picture of this. Ugh, I can't. I'm. I was looking for a picture of the of the trailer just so that I don't have to explain it to you. Yeah. Um. But I, I, I don't have a picture of it. I have a picture of inside of the barn full of crap. All right. Um. So wait. In the trailer. Let's let's go back just a half step. So, picture a trailer that I think I don't look I don't look at it like that often, but it's like the trailer clearly like once leaked a lot. Right. Okay. So what someone did was they built a like carport roof over it. Mm-hmm. So it's a carport roof over a trailer that's like not really a full length trailer. It's like a a little stubby trailer. It's like a little pull behind your car trailer. Well, like a little pop up. What's it called? Is that is that a fifth wheel? I don't think that's a fifth wheel. A fifth wheel is a um No, that's something totally different. Um Oh, did you get the boat? I didn't get that boat. No. Get the boat. No, it was gone. I I I decided not to get the boat cuz it was too big. So wait, that's the barn? Yeah. Yep. Looks like a garbage barn. Dude, <laughs> did you get that did you get that little moss house? No. Dude, I love that moss house. Okay, you you're talking about things that you love at the dump. It's uh, according to you it's a, it's a Oh, there's a Charlie and a chocolate factory? <laughs> See, you'd love this place. Oh, what are these other books they got here? <laughs> they got King Ralph on VHS. I don't even know where you're looking at this point. Oh, you're looking on the shelf at the VHSs. There's Bill Cosby himself. Wow. Oh, man. I want to go to the dump. Yeah, dude, when you come out here, we'll go to the dump. Can we make it's... hay, too? Yeah, we can make hay. Fatal Attraction. Oh my God. I bet I bet you they have Moonlight. No wait, what's the one you like? Moonstruck. Moonstruck. They definitely have Moonstruck. Of course they have Moonstruck. It's hundred percent in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's no. There's excuse, almost no question. Excuse me. Dump King. Do you have Moonstruck? <laughs> Who's the dump king? <laughs> the person who works there. It's you should. Dump. You should just start treating the dump like your new fucking movie gallery, and go there and rent movies, and then bring them back. <laughs> but you could do that. That's what I'm saying. Do that. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even have to try. You just could do that because that's how that works. Okay. Did I say like there's, try? Did I say there's try? nothing? Did I say there's try? nothing? To... <laughs> there's nothing to stop you from doing anything like that because you just it's because it's, there's it's, no regulations in Vermont. It's give a penny, take a penny. <laughs> it's it is. So, I... this trailer, okay. Uh-huh. You walk into it. The cinder block is holding this door open. It's like one of those. Oh, it's got the shitty metal on the outside of the trailer. Shady metal? Shitty. It's like thin, thin metal. Okay. So you open the door. The cinder block's holding it up. You walk in. It's It sags a little. It slopes a little towards the door. So so you're you're uneven when you're in it every time it the floor is uneven right so you walk in now you're you're okay so there's not a lot of headroom like you can you know there's maybe i don't know half a foot to the ceiling in this little section here and in this front little fake hallway thing okay which is the part where it couples up to the to the you know where it used to be trailed from on your left wall is 
floor to ceiling in books across from you on the you know what would be like the front right side of the trailer floor to ceiling in books and then there's a bookshelf that is literally the perfect height floor to ceiling in books so you only have a space that is wide enough for you to walk right there and it's a little horseshoe of walking space around the trailer everything else is covered in books okay how do you get a book out from the bottom they're on bookshelves unless they're not and then sometimes you just gotta play like you gotta like move stacks of books to get something Mm. um sometimes it's like book jenga and when this in like the height of summer when people are like clearing out houses and stuff there are, are usually too many books um today i found you remember at the library they used to have the books in the bags with the tapes yeah yeah, yeah yeah so i there were like five of those today i saw um i haven't seen those in so long yeah but literally i'm looking at a shelf full of books that all came from the dump right now currently right now currently i'm looking up at my so if you so what what titles did you feel the need you had you had to have okay um let me get up can you hear me yes okay roman people is that a history book i have no idea beautiful joe beautiful joe yep okay um selected short stories of franz kafka okay um is that like a college edition book probably no it's before colleges existed okay i'm kidding it says modern library on it i have no idea um beautiful joe is a movie it's also a book by saunders yeah no i wonder if it's based on the book i have no idea a bad girl becomes a con artist gets into trouble with the mob and taps a nice guy florist to help let's see here beautiful joe marshall saunders hmm copyright 1893 yeah i don't think so <laughs> preface beautiful joe was a real dog <laughs> and be- and beautiful joe was his real name wait a second okay well now now i have a picture of a of a book with a uh yeah marshall saunders yeah what book is this it's <laughs> it looks like it's like a cane corso <laughs> Does yours have a dog on it? Uh, no, I don't have the dust jacket anymore. Oh, oh my one, god! Oh. This one has oh like wait a, Ger- a German it's... Shepherd with like a Aunt Jemima uh, head wrap. Hold on, there's an illustration. Oh, there's an illustration on page eighty-five of a man climbing a tree and a dog um, biting his leg. There's a beautiful Joe Park. Named after this beautiful Joe? In Blue Water, Ontario. Okay. Beautiful Joe Park in Mead for Meaford. Mayford is dedicated to the memory of all dogs that have been loyal companions and service animals to assist people in distress. Okay. Special, special monuments in the park commemorate margaret marshall Sa- margaret marshall saunders contribution to the humane treatment of animals through her internationally renowned novel beautiful joe based on her visit to meet me ford and published in 1894 there you go other monuments acknowledge the contribution of canine units to police forces and rescue efforts during september 11th bombing oh i see the dogs now 
What a weird thing. You should read that book. I'm not reading this book. It's it, it's written by Margaret Marshall Saunders. So she changed her name to sell it as a man, maybe? I guess. So she was just into into animals. Let's see what this book is. Um, Bird Neighbors is the name of this book. I'm also searching on Bing right now for some reason. Okay, well, that's an option. Let's see. The History of Modern Philosophy. Nope, that's garbage. Throw it out. Okay. Um, Machines for Power Farming. Ooh, look up Power Hair. What am I looking up? Power Hair. Automated Hair. Power Hair. Because there's a, a there's the Bailers. Is there is there a automated hair degrasser? Oh well, I can look up haying. Okay. Let's see. Um, haystacker. So it's a person. Oh, and then they have combine. <coughs> is that what? A... <coughs> no combine. A combine. Is that what a combine, a combine, is, that what just... a combine is? Uh, I thought a combine like harvested like corn. Maybe it harvests hay. Four twenty-one. Let's see here. Is this, uh, is this the show? The real beautiful... Ah, the real beautiful Joe was an Airedale-type dog. Mmm. I had an Airedale. Did you? Yeah, Murphy. Oh, Murphy. I feel like I've heard about this dog. Did your dad love that dog? No. No? No, he wasn't a, he's not a real dog person. Yeah, your dad's not a dog lover, right? All right. Yep, this is just uh, showing me unrolling a large bale. Oh looks like God. he's doing it. He's doing it in the snow. It looks like. Oh, so you can hay during the snow. Well, no, he's un un. He's unrolling the bale in the snow. Oh, okay, that doesn't sound like he's a machine. This book sounds terrible. Which... Like violent, bad. Wait, which one? Oh, the. The machines for power farming? No, Beautiful Joe. Oh, <laughs> Beautiful Joe. He was originally owned by a local Meaford man who cruelly abused the dog to the point of near death and even cut off his ears and tail. That's what it says in the... It didn't say all of those details in the... Walter the Moore, fa father of Louise Moore, rescued the dog in 1890 from what likely would have been a violent and painful death in 1892, Margaret Marshall Saunders first learned about Beautiful Joe when she visited her brother and his wife, Louise Moore. Saunders was so touched by Joe's story that she wrote a novel-length, fictionalized, autobiography version of it entitled Beautiful Joe. Okay, so I have the... Um, I have the 1968 Lamoille... Um, yearbook what's a lamoyle lamoyle is the high school that is our town so all the kids who go through the system in our town would go to lamoyle high school what so I what, have what what year is it 1968 oh you should find one from the 80s so you can try to find like contemporary people oh right because all these people are dead well or they're so old you're not going to be able to recognize them by sight they aren't going to look like their kids' selves. All right, there's a book that's called North America. Okay. There's a book that's called Sculpture Inside and Out. What's the... Wait, what's the inside? <laughs> I don't know. There's a book called O Canada. Wait, does that mean they're doing sculptures inside or they're outside doing sculptures? Or does it mean like the internal workings of a sculpture? I think it's probably all of the above. I think it's just uh, the inside and outs of, like, sculpturing. 
So the ins and the outs, not the yeah. inside, not the inside of a clay solid statue. That's just no, solid. Inside and outside, all the sides, because it's a physical thing. Like if it's a bowl and it's sculpture, right? That's pottery. Or, that's not. That's not sculpture. Is that considered sculpture? I don't know. Do you think they have pots in here? Do I have to look at it now? I mean, at least I'm making you use all this crap you brought into your house. I'm selling all this on eBay. How's that going? Eh, not bad. Does anyone want to buy a, a, a book about a dog who gets his ears cut off? You're right. Sculpture is just figures. So there's that. There's pretty good sculptures in here. Lots of, uh... Lots of parts. Wow. Alright, O Canada. And I got a ballad of the North and South. What is that? Um, I... I probably didn't even look at it. I'm guessing it has to do with the, uh, the war? The Civil War. Yeah, the Civil War. There's a book called A Yankee Way with Wood. Oh, is that a Yankee uh, Yankee cobbler? Um, Yankee pe- peddler? What was it's, it? It's it's really old. It's Yankee a, Yankee Peddler's Workshop. It's not the new Yankee Workshop. Let's see, A Yankee Way with Wood by Phyllis Miras. Um. Houghton, Houghton Mifflin Company. This is like just some dudes. I mean, there are insane drawings in here that kind of show you how to make everything. So, Conversations with the craftsmen plus complete working plans for their favorite projects. Yep. Crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. A Yankee Wave with Wood. Um, Make Way for the Brave is a book I have. The Days Grow Cold. What made you choose these books? <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. Didn't I tell you about the didn't I tell you about the the lady's resume that I found too? Yes, I did see that resume, I think. Yeah, that was part of the that was a that was a dump find. No, no, I'm thinking of the resume from the emails where they thought you were a different Lopez. Oh, really? Yeah. I wonder if it's here. I have this lady's resume. Um, from, like, the 80s. It's really interesting. I, I like, I like interesting old weird stuff. What's the, uh, resume, when's the resume from? Um, when's it from? I think, like, 87? Yeah, alright. So she got a lot of stuff about fucking type typing on there no the thing that's i mean oh it is it is typed like it's Sten- typed, stenography it is typed out in a, on a typewriter for sure um no the thing that's weird about it the thing that's the most interesting about it is that um she was a new york city cab driver oh shit so <sighs> she knew your dad they were she was a cab driver before um before he ever was he drove he drove her cab there's a book called thunderhead mm. mm-hmm. by mary o'hara which i think is equestrian related i have anna kareninen by tolstoy Oh, I have the Caesar Milan book. I have Gulliver's Travels. 
<laughs> There's a book called Painters of Dreams, one called Sewing Made Easy. Um, I have the Abbott's Ready Dictionary. There's a lot of stuff, man. I mean, um, there's something about old books that just like look good on a shelf. So I think that's mainly the reason I originally did it because this is kind of a, you know, the guest room. I wanted to look sort of classy, and I know people aren't going to read the, you know, the titles of books, right? I mean, I don't have to now. I, right. I've heard all of them. If you stayed at my house, you know, um, oh my god, this looks like a lyric book. The Ballad of the North and South is just like, there's a dust cover in plastic. A Ballad of the North and South, South. February 1959. They're songs. Oh my God. It starts a few days after April 9th, 1865, when Robert E. Lee surrendered to Grant, a group of Union naval officers visited Richmond. With time to kill, they began to sing. So this is uh, apparently about the songs. That they sung that were very forgiving of the southern brethren old abe lincoln came out of the wilderness out of the wilderness out of the wilderness old abe lincoln came out of the wilderness down in illinois down in illinois do you know that that's the cadence and timing that you're supposed to be doing to the song or are no. you just doing it's old mcdonald had a farm <laughs> i'm just doing it's old mcdonald because Everything's old McDonald. Everything's old McDonald. <laughs> yeah, it is. B I N G O. It's all the same. What other uh what other songs? <laughs> Can I do this one's old McDonald? Yes. <laughs> no, do it to Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Yeah, that's a good one. That's funny. You're funny. I I actually don't understand any of this. Uh, John Brown's body. Lies. Oh, you, you don't know John Brown? No, who's John Brown? John Brown was the guy. He, he was going to start a a slave uprising. Um, John Brown's body. John Brown's body lies. You've you've never heard John Brown's body. You were in choir and stuff. Uh, wait, you've sung John Brown's body? Yeah. I think that's probably even too racist for my school. Was an American abolitionist who believed in and advocated armed insurrection as the only way to overthrow the institution of slavery in the United States. Wow. The problem is we had our own abolitionists in town, so I didn't know about any famous ones. But like his like planned attack was like one of the inciting incidences of the of the civil war interesting john brown the bleeding kansas crisis of or of 1856 this one says to the tune of dixie harper's ferry he let he let harper's ferry does that ring your bell it definitely rang my bell yeah Dude, the picture of John Brown, though, he looks badass, man. He looks like fucking, uh... He looks like, uh... Oh, David Lynch. David Lynch? Yeah. Who's that? Uh, director, creator of Twin Peaks and Blue Velvet. All right. He has a music career, too, I think, with Sparkle Horse. <laughs> What is this pic? <laughs> what is this picture you sent back me to me? <laughs> <laughs> you just found some lingerie in the dump. 
in the dump in a picture that I sent you <laughs> and that I never be- saw? And it must belong to the dump queen. <laughs> I don't I don't think so. Maybe. It it the guy who runs the money hut, he probably doesn't let anyone buy that. That's his favorite part. Oh my god. Alright. So wait, what's new with you? Do you have do you have any stories to tell me? Do you have any like I I I got nothing, man. Okay. I got I got mad notes that I haven't even looked at. <laughs> I I mean I was trying to think and there's just I can't think of anything that I I'll talk about, you know? All right. Well, here's here's something that I wrote down. The best movie idea. Is this re- your fucking flower idea again? N- no, what's my flower idea? When you were talking to me in, <laughs> what? I forget at what point in our life. It could have been when we were in Seattle together. It could have been at some point after that. I didn't write were... this down, so please tell me. This is why I tell you things. I think it it had to do with tulips or something like that. Okay. Oh my god, I cannot remember. <laughs> it was so obscure, <laughs> and you were so set on it like it's gonna be a great movie <laughs> i cannot remember any of the details except you talked to me for about 45 minutes about a movie about flower oh no we were in, we were in uh we were in syracuse for bill's wedding okay <laughs> and we were drinking at one of the the bars in syracuse okay <laughs> And you were telling me about this idea you had. <laughs> what? And you can't and you can't remember it? No. Okay, well. That was six years ago. Right, but you were you you were pretty convinced it was a great idea for a movie. Yeah, but I probably just I don't know, probably didn't after a certain while. Yeah, probably after talking to me and hearing me say what? <laughs> I just wrote down the best movie idea is when Arnold Schwarzenegger runs for president against Trump and they change the laws because no one wants Trump. <laughs> I mean, does anyone want Schwarzenegger? No, but oh. that's the joke. The joke yeah. is that we would rather change the laws and have an Austri- Austrian uh, be president? Yeah. All right. Well. That's what I wrote down. Yeah, satire can be difficult, but I, I, you could probably <laughs> pull it off. Oh, man. Dude, I have so, I have so many just... I have so many things. What professions aren't meaningless? What professions aren't meaningless? Yeah. Like, what can you do in your life that is fulfilling and fulfills others? Well, I mean, that's, to a certain extent, that's all in how you view what yeah, you're totally. doing. Absolutely. I have carpentry written down. I think a lot of the trades would be there because they're necessary, like specialized trades. Sure, of course. Farming. Medical would definitely be included there. Nurses, definitely. doctors. Oh, definitely, yeah. Teachers. Yeah. Up, up through high school. Yeah, good ones. I mean, trash men. Garbage men. Yep. Garbage yep. garbage persons. Sorry. Gar- yep. Sanitation engineers. All of your, you know, waste management and uh, water treatment people. Mm. Yep. And then everyone else is uh, worthless. Yep. Yeah, I think I think we covered it. 
It's pretty good. Nobody else matters. Yep. That like most people will tell themselves they matter, but they don't matter naturally. They matter right. in the environment that has created and sustained them to matter. Right. I guess social workers and like but social workers wouldn't be necessary if we just let things be natural and things were dictated in a capitalistic, everyone for themselves type society. Well, that's not true because there have always been bad people. Like, would no there, matter. Would there be a social. Would social workers exist if we were in a barter economy? Did they have social workers back then? I mean, there's there would still be people. There would still be people wanting to make a difference and help other people and do good. I think that would be more of like a freelance thing, though. Something you do on the side. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. The, the issue with this thought experiment is that it really says that there is a lot of professions that are meaningless yeah well it's it's all created because think it's it's something that's highlighted out here so much is all the people in the industry that i work with exist solely because they were created to have a job in an industry that they didn't have a prior existing position in Right. So, like, <clears throat> you know, back the turn of the century when they started making movies and shit, it was like, I got a guy who knows how to shoot the camera. I got a guy who knows how to develop film, and I got people who know how to hang out in front of them. And then I, <laughs> right. I have, then I have a writer who can write a story that people want to see. Yep. Then you have, well, then we have that employs people to have. We're going to build these houses that you're going to show these pictures in so people come and pay you to see the product that we've created that never existed before, but we need some... Now people want to see them, so we need somewhere to show them. Right. So you run that, you'll employ that, you'll hire a person, and they'll get a job, and they'll sell popcorn there. So there's this like, <laughs> there's like the natural stream of stuff where then they hire a janitor to clean up after people mm -hmm. and... And then they have delivery men and that's got to actually go there to drop off the film and the concessions and everything. But then on the, on the front end of everything, you have all these talentless, worthless people who create positions to be like, well, you need a management, a manager. So I can talk to the people and negotiate for you so you can get more money. And if you get more money, then I can take some of that money. So yep. you have that and then you have entertainment lawyers and you have uh, publicists. Like, all this bullshit that's growing out of here because people don't have the ability or the talent or the desire to pursue a job that already exists in there. So right. they're creating these bullshit jobs that if people in other positions were just willing to do, you know, one or two more tasks throughout the course of the week, there wouldn't be enough there to warrant them having a job. Right. Everything's built on... on like it's it's tough because some in some instances of that existing you could be like wow that's really really um, they're being very uh, proactive in creating a position where they saw a hole where, where something a void where something didn't exist and they decided that's their job. This is interesting because I think of this all the time in the sense that like when. You know when you're listening to like Marketplace or something like that on on uh, NPR or whatever, and they're and they're like, yeah, and the the U.S. created forty thousand new jobs. I think of that moment. I think how many of those jobs are bullshit? Yeah. Like, like how many of those jobs are actually exactly as you're saying? Maybe not like, um, maybe it's one thing to like have a meaningless job and it's another thing to have a spin-off of a meaningless job like someone couldn't bother to do part of their job 
and so that's now a new job that's an interesting way to think about it because i always think about that in terms of every job i've ever been at um with the more or less with the exception of the distillery every job i've ever been at i either saw room for like insane room for growth or insane room for cutback you know what i mean like there was in one way or another jobs were not getting done correctly um or needed to be tweaked or we needed to take people and have them do other things um or there were meaningless jobs or like redundant jobs or like jobs that could easily be done by a computer so we could make that person do something way more productive with their time so it's it's super interesting um it's super interesting that you're saying that you know uh from the at least from the film angle that now you have all those people i i just keep on thinking of that where you were the one who told me about the the billboard that said stop moving to la no i don't think you so. didn't no really i don't know that's so funny there's like a billboard or something out in la that says stop moving to la huh. yeah, which is like which is which just i don't know that just makes perfect sense to me people in la don't want anyone else to move to la right like why would you just keep on moving to the same goddamn place Ugh. anyway that's just you know we don't have to so, go like forever is, okay, wait, wait, have, wait, is, wait, what was your what was that what was the uh the 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 inciting what was the uh quote the idea that you had read me the what original your, thought yeah what was your original note oh what professions aren't meaningless oh okay yeah. So yeah, everything except doctors, nurses, sanitation employees of all f- phases. In uh, theory, law enforcement is also meaningless. Yes, they're absolutely meaningless. Teachers up through uh, high school don't need college teachers. It doesn't matter. That's all. But bullshit. I guess firefighters are worth something. Firefighters are necessary. Yeah. Um, a- a- any sort of like public responder or something like that an EN, emt right i'll throw those in with nurses and doctors and stuff they're necessary all right all right that's fair skilled trade people uh yep. to to a to a certain extent i mean yep everybody could be a, a weekend mechanic but it's good to have someone who's like a professional sometimes oh sure because then they have a reason to own a tool that you can't afford or something you know um yeah, that's basically it. So I was thinking about... Hmm. Oh my god. God, I have so many notes on random bullshit. It's fine, man. Just We'll just speed around it. So I was thinking about this the other day. Um, this is stupid, but like... It's such a little detail. This actually kind of ties in with what you were saying before with the fingerprint stuff, but in a in a adjacent way. So in the same way that you have like maybe never thought of a thing and then that thing comes up at some point. Um I actually have something that's kind of similar to that. Well, it's it's like it's like I take that knowledge for granted, you know? Like I'm Yeah, like, of course. I'm like I know this. I don't have to think about it. I just know it and I go. And then okay, that... as soon as you take a, a second to think about it, you're like, oh shit, I just assumed I understood it and I did never really, like I just, I trusted myself to know it and I didn't do the, I didn't do a full think through. So taking knowledge for granted is the perfect segue for this. So this is such a minute little detail but it bothers me okay i when i was a kid because you have no clutter in your mind there's nothing that you have to think of day in day out and at some point i remember saying something like i think it was like a I think someone had asked, you know, my dad, like, what his license plate was. 
and I was blown away that he didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. But to this day, I still remember all of our license plates because I just had them memorized. It was part of my childhood. So in this particular case, GWK282. I remember it, right? But I think I don't I don't think I'm like I'm like putting two moments together, but I think at some point my dad said, "Wait till you get older and you're thinking about all those other things and you'll understand why I don't remember my license plate." Mhm. And what's funny about that is I don't know any of my license plates today. Part of the reason is I have seven of them. But the other part of the reason is because of exactly what he said originally, which is I don't have that space in my brain anymore that's uncluttered. There's no point to remember things like that. So here's the thing that that stuck out that's just my example my like long through life example here's the thing that annoyed me i used to know what every single key i had did and this is the least andrew guiley problem ever um because in my mind you would just throw out a key the minute you didn't need it anymore I mean, do I take it off the keychain? Yeah, you take it off the keychain, but where do you put it? I'd put it in the utility or saw store in my kitchen. So now I have like years and years and years of this, so I have a bin of just keys. And yeah, I know what some of them do because some of them are to cars and that's easy. But there are some of them that are to houses and some of them that are to old rental places. And once you've rented five different places you know yeah some of those keys i threw out or left somewhere or left with the house and made sure i didn't have any extra keys but some of those keys i remember using for some reason and then i put them on a keychain so the other day (laughs) i was looking at my key key ring which i don't touch that often because it's the one that drives the car that I don't drive that often and I'm looking at the key ring and I'm looking at one of the keys and thinking I intentionally put this key on this key ring and I have no fucking idea what it does not a clue and after thinking about it for a while I was thinking is it did I accidentally put the key on it on this ring thinking that it did something for the current house and my current life or did I put the key on the key ring, you know, not knowing what it did? Like, what what did, what was my mindset for this? And why can't I remember what keys do anymore? So it's just like, it's a big, it's a, that's a big switch from the last time I remember, I remembered whatever key did. You know what I mean? And then uh-huh. all of a sudden, I remember what no keys do. So why don't you throw them out now? <laughs> I mean, I will now, but that's my that's my point. I, and the other thing is, I have to like go through and figure out what all the keys to this house does because because I still have a ring of keys for this house, and I have a couple duplicates here and there. Like I obviously know what the front door key looks like because it's the only key I use in the house, but there are a couple other locks in the house. So, not that I have like a fear of you know needing these keys or whatever but it's just interesting to me that i have like this slew of keys that i when i was a kid i could rattle through all the keys and be like oh yeah this is my uh my great grandmother's house this is you know whatever because i used to be able to do that and so that's just an interesting thing like where your mind is just kind of it did something really well once and now it can't do that at all you used to sit kids down and tell them what every key in your keychain did. Did I used to do that? Is that what you just said? No, I'm where I'm, I can't sit my. You said like I won't be able to sit my grandkids down and tell them every keychain. No, key. no, that was a hypothetical of like if I were sitting down, I could tell you what every single key did, and I said one of them was like my great grandmother's house. 
Why do you have a key to your great-grandmother's house? Dude, exactly. I don't even know which great-grandmother it would be. No, none of them. I don't think any of my great-grandparents were alive when I was born. Great-grandma Bird was alive. Well into my teens. You called her Bird? Her last name's Bird. Oh. That's... Wait, her last name's Bird? Yeah. Like Admiral Bird. Your dad's side or your mom's side? Dad's side. Got birds, huh? They're Ohio birds? I think so. Nice. Nice. That's interesting. Oh, man. So no Ubers, no weird kids on bicycles, no rainy season, no windy season. Oh, man. It's still been raining. Has it been raining? So no fires. No fires. You riding your bike a lot to work? Never. <laughs> I just I just work all the time, man. I know. You got it. And, and then I spend an hour to and from work in the car. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I don't know, man. <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to argue this the other day with someone who's like, I love driving, driving's everything, and yada yada yada. I was saying, but what if you could get picked up in you know an automated like like a little google car or something like a little electric google car and you just ride shared to work with like you know two other people you guys were all on the same schedule or something like that you can just get into the car sit in the back seat open up your laptop clock into work and start working the minute you got in the car so you saved all that commuting time and you got yourself all settled in so that by the time you got to work you could do some real you can get some real shit done. And then it would count towards your overall hours for the day too. Yeah, of course. So then you can leave at a respectable time and work on the way home. Exactly. Um Yeah. I mean, that's that's the future. How does that how do you feel about that, though, too? Because in that scenario, owning cars would be a lot less likely since I, it would be ride-sharing, and I would assume if you had like an Amazon Prime account or something like that, you'd be paying a subscription that includes, oh, I'll get free ride-sharing or whatever. So you wouldn't own a car at that point. Well, for someone like me and my family and where we live, it's probably likely that we would also have like a personal family electric car but the only reason for that is that we live so remotely that there would be times when we would need to fill a car entirely i'm thinking less practical and more just like in a vacuum type thing is you being the person you are who has a garage of cars, yep. even though they don't have a garage. How do you see yourself in a world that's going to be post-car ownership? Oh, I'll just be the guy who keeps them just to look at, basically. So it's more of a collector standpoint at that point than, than e- e- utilizing them at all. Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah, I have no problem not using them. Like... The idea of just having them and not using them is fine fine with me. Right. I mean, because for the, like, the greater good of we need to clearly stop driving cars everywhere, like, 10 years ago. Um, like, 30 years ago, really. But um, I think I'm okay with that. I, I have really no issue with that. Um the whole ride share slash you know I'm, i've always been a huge proponent of like good solid public transportation you know um my friend i didn't i didn't look this up yet uh, my friend just told me recently um that he's moving back to japan with his wife who's japanese and 
uh, he just accepted a job in Tokyo. And I didn't look it up. I'm going to look it up now. But um, I said to him, you, you clearly won't, you know, rent a place in Tokyo. Um, and he said no, that he wouldn't. Um, he said he might find a place in Yokohama. So now I'm going to see if I can find directions to Yokohama and see how far away it is. Because and it takes the bolt train. Yeah, exactly. Kangawa. I want to see how far away it is. Oh, it's not that far at all. It's like barely outside of barely outside of uh tokyo but basically if you think about it if you took the bullet train right you could be so much farther away from it's a 45 minute drive yeah so if you lived in yokohama i mean that's a 20 minute train ride so that's pretty crazy i really think that I, I mean, like, obviously a city's a city and whatever, and that, that all makes perfect sense, but think of how cool that is, that he can just choose where he gets to live based on how long the train ride is. And because of how quick the trains are there, he gets to choose a radius that's even farther away than you really would be physically able to um, comfortably in a lot of places in the States. Right. You know? Yeah, but I guess the downside is with that. Then, of course, that's already built in. And of course, a lot of people already do that. So, of course, it's already quite populated in those areas. So, and thus a little different. But I just thought that was super interesting. I I love the fact that I live in the middle of nowhere, um, and I don't mind the idea that I have to drive a little bit of ways to get somewhere. But, you know, it's always just worth it. Yeah. We got like eight inches last night. Nice. Yep. Has anything started melting yet or not? Yeah, I almost had, we almost had like a complete thaw. I was so, we were so close to a complete thaw before all this snow came. But Bill and Jenny do not have a, uh. A com- they did not have a complete thaw before they got an extra foot yesterday. But we're almost there. We're reeling it in. Jesus, man, it's fucking almost April. This always happens. We always they say that they say that in Vermont, March is the month that gets the most snow, and it really we've been it's been easy this month. But our November was rough, our December was rough, January was really rough. February was not nice. March has been a little better. Yeah, I mean, the whole time it's been snowing there, it's been raining here, which is completely out of the ordinary for here. Yeah, that's crazy. It's This is the most it's rained since I've, I've, I've lived here. Wow, I feel like you say that every year. No, it didn't. It hardly rained at all last year. Hmm. Comparatively. I just remember, I, I feel like we have on record somewhere where you were like, yeah, the rainy season's crazy. It was like leaking in the building. Yeah, but that was just rain from that, that one that one time. I don't think that was an overall thing. Huh. So you guys don't have, you don't have any flooding issues, do you? Not yet. Um, I, nothing's melted in Big Bear yet, so I'm curious to see what happens in those areas when it actually does thaw. And all that shit comes down the mountains towards the valleys. Does it go west towards uh, towards LA? It, like I'm not worried about us, but I'm worried about like that's where you're going to start seeing stuff. And then once that starts happening, then you'll start hearing about like fucking mudslides and everything. How high up is Big Bear? I don't know, man. I've never been there. Huh. It's a mountain, and there's snow. There's always snow at Big Bear. Is there? I think so. I think you can ski like year round there. Maybe. Anyway, I never, never really thought too much about it. It's not that far from you. No. Hmm. 
All right, you want to wrap this up? Yeah, I think so. That should be good. I'd say so. Got a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, um, I'm good tomorrow and next weekend, too. So whenever, All right. whenever you want to get back on the horn. All right, what number is this? Uh, this would be, what, four? Okay, four. Right, I'm stopping. Take 